0: hello and a warm welcome to living fabulously with bev the mission for this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being if you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself then this is the podcast for you i want you to feel calm nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. Do you have a chronic illness and are overwhelmed with advice or conflicting information? My book, Hope in a Dark Tunnel, gives you actionable steps to create your path back to well-being and positivity, hope and resilience without false promises. Head to www.hopeinadarktunnel.com. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together.
1: Hello and welcome. It's Bev. And today, my special guest is Jackie Lowwater. Now, Jackie is what I would call a multimodal practitioner. That means she's an expert in many things. And so she can draw on those when she works. So, welcome to you, Jackie. Thank you very much, Bev. I'm very excited to be with you today. So, let's talk about you, who you are, and what it is that you do, Jackie.
2: I'm a naturopath. I'm actually also a homeopath, but I focus more on the naturopathic side of things. I treat a wide range of health conditions using herbs, nutritional supplements. I look very much at diet and lifestyle because that can have a big impact on people's health. Um, and just listening and talking to people. You know, so many people just want to be heard because by the time they get to me, they've been very much dismissed by other practitioners or, you know, the medical system.
1: Oh, so true. Gee, was, that's my journey. You just described it. <laughs> Feeling dismissed, mm. not knowing where to go next. So, yeah. yes, thank you for doing what you do, Jackie. Thank you. And so let's talk about your well-being journey and how did you come to be focused on health now? Um,
2: Bev, as a child, I suffered terribly with hay fever, sort of really, really badly. I couldn't, you know, always had to have tissues with me. And then as I became a teenager and into my early 20s, I always had sinus problems. I was on lots of antibiotics. I had to have my tonsils removed. Um, and one day I just had had enough and I went to a health food shop and I'm like, can you do anything for me? And I'm assuming that they gave me supplements to take. I don't even remember that part of it. But they gave me a couple of key dietary suggestions and changes. And I was a bit horrified, but they gave me suggestions of how to do it. Did it for a couple of weeks and I've never looked back. Hay fever just is not an issue in my life at all. And I've never had a sinus infection since... So that was my first interest. And then I did the working traveling thing in London for a few years. I was a chartered accountant, so I was in a fairly stressful job. And I started having digestive issues. And again, you know, sought out the help of a couple of doctors, got nowhere, and then natural therapies helped me. Um, And it made me realize, too, how much stress can really affect your health. But that was the start of me then changing careers and walking away from being a chartered accountant and becoming a naturopath.
1: Yeah, wow, well, that, that is a big transition because it was, yeah, but I love it. Num- numbers and people, yes, you know? Yes. Oh, that's, that's great. So you mentioned stress there. Now, we know that stress has a huge impact on the body, but let's tip it on its head. So why do you think minimizing stress is then a key to well-being? Uh, stress has
2: such a huge impact on the body. You know, everyone's heard of the sort of fight and flight syndrome or the fight and flight response in the body. So when we're stressed, our body prepares us to either fight or, like, run away. So, you know, back in the day of the caveman, if he came across a bear, his body would respond by, you know, giving him an ability to either fight the bear off or run away. The opposite of that is rest and digest. And you can't do both at the same time. Um, Back in the day when the man was a caveman, he probably didn't come across bears that often. But nowadays, you know, we're fairly constantly under a, a certain amount of stress. And if we're under chronic stress, we're always in that state of fight and flight and we can't get to rest and digest. Um, We're not absorbing our nutrients properly and our body just never gets to sort of repair and replenish itself. And if we're constantly stressed, we're constantly producing stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, hormones that some people may have heard of. They cause long-term inflammation and they also stop our immune system from working properly. And those are the things that then... You know, if we're listening carefully, we start getting little messages, little stress messages like stress headaches or a bit of IBS or a bit of digestive discomfort, um, PMS. We start leaning on coffee and alcohol, perhaps all those sort of small messages that we're stressed. If we don't start listening to those, paying attention and doing something, they can become big messages. So things like heart disease, diabetes, and not that I like to scare people, but even cancer, you know I think that if your immune system is compromised for long enough, um, you know, eventually that could be something that eventuates if you predispose to that. And I certainly, I went on a cancer retreat a few years ago with my mother, and all the people there who had cancer had at some point in the five years leading up to their diagnosis had a really stressful time in their life. Yeah,
1: that's true. I don't know if you know Patria King's work, but yeah, yeah. So, I heard
2: her speak and she's she's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I really paid attention and that I went on one of her three day uh, retreats mm. where she taught us about the power of our ability to be calm and heal rather than be in that stressed state. Absolutely. We we talk about stress often, but how do we know? Because I used to think I had such amazing ability to handle stress. So how do we know whether this inability to handle stress requires a lifestyle change, or is it something worse? Is it an underlying chemical imbalance? Mm,
2: That's a great question, Bev. And a little bit sometimes like the chicken and the egg, certainly when we're stressed, it causes nutritional imbalances in the body. You know, we if we're constantly stressed, we're constantly using up nutrients like zinc, like magnesium, and we, they become imbalanced and then you're less able to tolerate stress as well. So even though in your mind you think you're tolerating stress well, in your body, perhaps you're not tolerating it as well. Um, the other side of that too is there are certain disorders that can cause those nutritional imbalances to start with so that your body then doesn't cope with stress as well as someone else might, if that makes sense. So, some people are more predisposed to having those nutritional deficiencies and therefore not coping with stress as well. When the stress comes along, it just amplifies those deficiencies and imbalances, and the cycle gets worse and worse. Um, If anyone's unsure about what's going on for them, I would suggest that they, they get a bit of help and get someone to go through all their symptoms and do some testing and just see which is there if they think it is just a lifestyle issue or if there are some underlying um, imbalances that are are making things worse.
1: That's a good point. You say you're saying that it may already be there, that nutritional deficiency, and then as you add layer and layer of stress upon it, it amplifies the problem and then the body is just not able to cope. So you mentioned things like zinc there. Mm. So what's the relationship then between things like, Stress, zinc, copper, magnesium. What is those relationships? Mm.
2: So when you're stressed, you use loads of magnesium and you become deficient, and magnesium is a very calming nutrient. Um, so at times of stress we need more of it. Zinc too. Zinc and copper like to be in balance with each other. When we're stressed, our copper tends to go up, our adrenal glands produce more copper. If these if copper's too high, our zinc is too low. And our body needs zinc to produce, and I say, our happy hormones, so neurotransmitters and, and sort of more technical speak, but our, our hormones that make us be able to be happy, our sleep hormones. So if copper's too high and zinc's too low, i say so we're going to feel more stressed. We're not going to sleep as well. And then when we're feeling those sensations, we're not dealing with stress as well. So that's where that vicious cycle comes in. Then there are some health conditions something called pyrrole disorder that can cause that zinc and copper imbalance so that might be there already and then you add stress to it and it gets it gets even worse
1: and so what are some of those disorders I think you mentioned pyrrole there
2: yeah so pyrrole disorder so think of pies and rolls so pyrrole disorder it's also known as cryptopyrrole so that's a condition where when your body makes and breaks down blood we all produce pyrrole's that process. Some people just produce too many and then the body uses zinc to get rid of them out of the body. So those people become chronically deficient in zinc so their copper becomes too high. And if you think of copper transmitting messages in your telephone wires, if you've got too much copper in your body, you're making you're sending too many messages too quickly. So you get that feeling of inattention, stress, anxiety, irritability, in adults, it can also come out as depression. In children, it's that sort of hyperactivity and, you know, the sort of so-called naughty child, but they're not. They're just, their messages are going too fast. So, yeah, and then people who have pyro disorder don't cope with stress as well because of those imbalances. And then when they're stressed, it makes those imbalances worse so it becomes a vicious cycle.
1: So is there a, a long-term impact of this on their, on the body?
2: Absolutely. There's the main thing that people sort of notice if they've got pyrol disorder is the impact on mood and stress. But it has a lot of other impacts too because being deficient in zinc, you need zinc for healthy skin. So a lot of people with pyrol disorder will have acne, um, stretch marks, uh, and also immune system doesn't work as well as it should because we all need zinc to to stay healthy. Um, and then I say because it's not make you need zinc to make your happy hormones
1: and your sleep hormones. Yeah, it's sort of very much an impact on mood. So, what would your recommendations be for addressing something like a paralys disorder?
2: Definitely see a practitioner and someone who specialises in paralys disorder. Not all practitioners know a lot about it. And um, I would start off by getting tested. So there's a urine test that will tell you whether you've got paralys disorder or not. And again, be wary of doing it correctly through a lab rather than doing a home test because it's very much affected by UV light. Once you've got that, that, I would get blood tests done looking at things like zinc, copper, and there's a few other tests that I I look at so that the person can be treated as an individual. Um, I also do tests that look at something called methylation issues, which we won't go into here, but you need to kind of get that sorted as well for the treatment to be really effective. And then... Getting treated under the care of a practitioner. You know, some people just think we'll just take zinc and b six, but not all zincs are created equal. You need the right form of zinc. And you also don't want to be detoxing yourself of copper too quickly because that can make you feel really bad. Um, And you just want to be gentle on the body and get yourself feeling better and feeling good. Um, So just doing it appropriately and getting a,
1: a protocol that's tailored to yourself. And I read um, you had a beautiful case study of somebody. Could you share that with Mm. us of what Mm. happened?
2: Absolutely, Bev. I had this lady come to see me. She would have been sort of late 30s. She had six children. And the only time she'd been struggling with depression and anxiety since sort of she was about 16, been on and off medications. The only time she she said she ever felt good was when she was pregnant. And... um, medication helped to some degree but it caused other side effects and she still didn't feel happy we tested her for parol disorder and her pyrroles were fairly high and we started treatment and within two weeks she started feeling so much better and she just hasn't looked back you know she went from being someone who her moods were all over the show she was stressed all the time she would cry for no reason she would scream and shout for no reason She felt, she said she felt like she was crazy. She actually cried when she was diagnosed with viral disorder, but it was happy tears because she finally had a reason for why she was. And she said, you know, she felt, now she knew she wasn't crazy. It actually was a thing going on in her body. But yeah, she hasn't looked back. She's happy. She just keeps taking her supplements that keep her in a good place. And she's happy, calm. She's gone on to do some other studies and had a career change.
1: And yeah, life is good for her. That's interesting, you know, because we always talk about stress, anxiety, and depression in one sentence, but you mm. mentioned there about uh, feeling uncontrolled anger. Mm. So is that a very typical mm. symptom of a paraly disorder? Paroli disorder,
2: it's a funny thing, because some people will, if you give them a list of symptoms, they'll take every single one. Other people might only have one or two, so it can be tricky. But that irritability and that anger out of proportion to what the trigger is or emotional responses that are out of proportion to what the trigger is is a very common thing. And as I say, a lot of it is the messages are going too quickly. So the, there's a trigger, the message comes, there's no space to stand back, breathe, think about the response, it's just a reaction. You know? And you think with kids even more so because they haven't even had the time to learn emotional responses so they just haven't got a hope and the other interesting thing I find with with adults in that situation and certainly that lady I've just spoken about was she found it difficult to even really identify with her emotions and she found once she started feeling better it was almost having to relearn some emotional resilience and learning to label her emotions Um, she said it was interesting the first when she was reading a book and she would get like a bit emotional about the story and she'd never experienced that before
1: That's wonderful. I really love hearing that. Uh, When I read it, I just thought, how amazing. And and so, Jackie, you work both in person and online.
2: I do. I
1: do. Uh, That means that anyone listening to the show today, if you recognize any of these as yours, um, and like Jackie says, there's always a list of symptoms and they can fit any box, really, but you need the right testing. You need the right person to understand the testing. And so, Jackie might be the person you need to connect with. So, Jackie, what are your tips for living fabulously?
2: Uh, my tips for living fabulously, I've got quite a few, Bev. I have on my website, I've got a little stress ebook, which covers some of my tips. And I've got an ebook on power looks order too. But some of my top tips would be moderation. I think that if we can be relaxed in moderation, that's a much better place to be than sort of stressed strictness, trying to get everything perfect and right all the time. And that includes diet and lifestyle. Um, To be able to stop, to be able to stop and relax um, and to schedule time into our busy diaries to rest and have time for ourselves. You know, we tend to just jam pack our diaries full of action and activity. Um, But yeah, to schedule time, even just to have lunch and relax and eat mindfully is important. Um, To say no to things, is, is a very big important thing, I think, for reducing stress and not being trying to please people all the time. Back to your basic naturopathic principles of eating healthily most of the time, um, getting good proteins, good fats, not too much sugar and carbohydrates, not relying on coffee and alcohol to pick you up in the morning and calm you down at night. Exercise is always such a good stress reliever. If you're really stressed and burnt out, you need to be really gentle with that rather than going hard because you're just going to cause yourself more stress and find something you like doing. You know, There's nothing worse than thinking, oh, I've got to go and do that exercise again. Yeah. Um, and what are my other little things? Gratitude, I think, is a good one too. It just keeps you in a good, positive mind space. And then the last one is chocolate.
1: Which is full of antioxidants and soul. <laughs> awesome, because I have a, a dark chocolate, raw dark chocolate recipe. So I'll include it in the oh, notes for everybody.
0: <laughs> yep, that perfect. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah, so that's super. And you can find Jackie Water at her website, which is Perthnaturopath.com.au, and also on Facebook under Jackie Lowwater Perth Naturopath. These will be in the show notes for you so that you can actually uh, find. If you find what we've had to talk about today really interesting, you can connect with Jackie that way. So Jackie, thank you so much for sharing this amazing insight because I know there are people in my life who sound just like the people you describe, you know. So it's just, you know, not, not taking things for granted that it is only stress, you know, and that mm. you need to just make a lifestyle change, that perhaps there is something chemically in the body that with you know the right test the right understanding and the right supplements can be resolved and you can live a joyous happy life so that's really wonderful so thanks for being with me today my absolute pleasure thank you Bev.
0: thank you so much for listening and i would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode you can connect with me on facebook by searching for living fabulously with bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. It is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.